Hey everyone, it's Dusty. Uh, welcome back to another podcast. Uh, I'm going to be talking about exercise on this particular one. Uh, I've put something up recently about starting exercise. I know with my particular journey in losing 320 pounds, I, I started a lot different than where I am. If you've been following me on social media, you can see that I've got the garage gym now and to be honest, when I started this whole garage gym, I did not know it would be where it is today. I sit back sometimes, I'm actually pretty shocked out and kind of where it is or, or how it got to where it did, uh, just simply because it's a creation of, well, what can I put together? Um, I have a wooden squat rack and that thing has uh, a couple cracks in it, so I don't recommend doing exactly what I did. I do have a YouTube video up about instructions on how to put it together, but I would definitely go about securing it in the best possible way. I've got some braces on there and I've added braces on there to make it as stable as possible. And I'm sitting at about 217, 220 pounds and I've done, <coughs> excuse me, I've done pull-ups on it. I've done all kinds of things and it has its noises, but it's relatively pretty secure. Uh, I'm still here. Um, and yeah, I'm still here, so we're good. Um, but like the, uh, I've got a red box jump type of thing that I found on Facebook Marketplace. I utilize that for box jumps, for um, anything from slide disc workouts to sitting on it for core workouts. Uh, dumbbells I found from Walmart to online through OfferUp Marketplace. I've kind of where the garage gym is today. Um, back in February, March, when COVID hit, I was actually working out at the local park. I was doing uh, anything from jump rope to jogs to elastic band workouts. And then they closed the parks. And so I couldn't use the parks. And I started opening up the garage, clearing stuff out of it, started working out of there. And really for me, it came to a point of just being so desperate with, you know, I've lost 320 pounds. I'm going to come to a point now where I'm going to gain the weight back because I'm literally being told that you can't work out at the places that were common for me to work out, like the gym, which was closed, then the park, which was closed. Um, at that point, I hadn't been running too much. I had been doing intervals in the gym, but I hadn't been running on the pavement. So, you know, I wasn't just going to start going for a run. And for me, this is kind of, I guess, counter to how I'm going to start the recommendation of exercises. I, I Walking wasn't really a big thing for me because I had progressed so much in getting to a point of working out uh, five or six days of the week at the gym, uh, going for an hour and a half to two hours sometimes, and just completely being exhausted by the end of it. And I, I couldn't anymore. I, I, I couldn't do that anymore. So that, that was a pretty tough uh, spot for me. Uh, pretty tough to overcome that. And I, I think about it now, I, I really don't know how I got to where I am today. I, I take a look and see, I've come a long way in the sense that half of my garage is now a, a gym. Uh, somebody could come over and technically work out um, and, and work out in the gym. I could Technically, if I had like a personal trainer um, kind of business and stuff like that, I'd have people come over to that side of the garage and start personal training them. That'd be great, but haven't done that as of yet. And uh, that would be pretty cool, to be honest, uh, to have folks come over, set up a little workout. Um, for me right now, I'm trying to get as many workouts in within a 30-minute time period. Uh, I've got 30 minutes because typically when my wife uh, feeds our new daughter, um, that's usually about 30 minutes for breastfeeding. So that's usually when I take advantage of the time that I can to go work out. And so I've been doing 30 minute, um, increments and it's been so random throughout the day that it's, it hasn't really been consistent or steady, but I'm trying to get it in where I can. So, 
I guess me saying all that kind of leads to the point of I'm used to working out now. And when I don't work out, it feels weird. It feels different. And I think for a lot of us that start the journey, it's weird or different to work out. So, you know, to start working out or to start going to the gym or start doing this or start doing that, it's going to seem so foreign. It's going to seem so different. Why would we do it? Because it's not what we're used to. And that's probably the biggest thing that is almost the best advice, but it's not the glorified good advice. I'm uh, let me refrain there. Um, good advice. I, I can't edit this. This is straight up. But it, it's the glorified good advice that, I, that I'm talking about is, you know, get into P90X. Get into your intense, high intensity interval training workout at home. Um, I don't know how many times in my many attempts to lose weight, I did Jillian Michaels. I did her DVD program series at home and I did it for about six or seven days, but then something came up. I got tired. I had errands and then I just slowly fell out of the routine of it. And so, you know, coming to where I am now, where it's weird for me not to work out, it's weird for me not to find a way to build a garage gym or go work out at the park or do this or do that. It just really comes to a point of I'm used to it. And so if you're looking at starting an exercise program, you've got to institute something in the beginning that gets you used to it. You've got to get adjusted and acclimated to it. You've almost got to become so familiar with it that it's foreign if you don't do it. And that really doesn't happen for about a six week time period. Um, Six weeks is really the adjustment time. My uh, baby girl was just born about three weeks, a little over three weeks ago. And so I'm still within the thick of getting used to things. She doesn't have a consistent sleep schedule. Uh, She cluster feeds, cluster sleeps, sometimes is up all night, sometimes is not. Shout out to my wife who's doing pretty much all the work. I'm doing everything that I can, including back rubs, foot rubs, and everything in between. But for the most part, she's got to be up feeding her because she's breastfeeding. So I we're not used to it. We're not acclimated to it, but we're adjusting. And I guess four and a half years out of being in my journey now, I've understood that a six week turnaround is really what I need to aim for as far as the expectation for me to get used to it. And that it's going to be rough for six weeks. It's to start something. And you can go back to the first episode in regards to the diet. It's going to be rough. The first six weeks, it's going to be rough exercise. It's going to be rough for the first six weeks. It's, um, it's just going to be rough. So what I've tried to do is put together a, and I shared this picture on Instagram and I'm going to read through it or look over it just because it's going to provide some good information on how to start. But really the reason I'm doing the step bet and why I've been okay with the step bet is because it's something that I can participate in. And it's something that really started my journey. Uh, I was approached by uh, the same company that does step bet about diet bet. But me, myself, I wouldn't be able to participate in it, so I didn't want to do a diet bet. A lot of folks in the weight loss influencing community will immediately go to diet bet because it gives them the opportunity to connect. It gives them an opportunity to lose weight, um, but it also gives them a chance to make money in the sense that they have referrals. They can set people up to um, come join their program and stuff like that. And for me, it's like, okay, great. You know, maybe I could potentially uh, develop something to where I or my wife would be able to stay home and we'd be able to do this more of on a full-time basis. So that way I can continue to share my journey and help inspire as much as I possibly can because the darkness that I was in before, if I could shed light on that darkness um, and, and somehow give hope to somebody, why wouldn't I want to do that on a more full-time basis? But for me, diet bet just wasn't it. Diet bet is not something I could participate in. With step bet, 
it's something fully I'm involved in. I'm going after my steps um, every single day. In fact, if I were to pull up my StepEd app right now and look at how many steps I have, I am actively engaged with, okay, this is where I am stepwise and this is where I need to be. As of right now, uh, when I'm recording this, I'm at 2,800 steps and I need to be at 8,400. And so I've got a ways to go. I need to plan my day around getting those additional steps in. So I'm able to adjust the day and challenge myself to complete the goals that I have set before me. So in all that, I am challenged with it. And so the step bit was really important for me because it's how I started my journey and it's how I'm currently actively staying involved with the community that I'm connecting with on step bit. So, you know, me saying all that leads into um, kind of the first topic or first point as far as how to start the exercise journey is finding out what you're capable of. It's not just saying, hey, start with this. It's what are you capable of? What is your doctor recommended? What are your um, setbacks? What are your ailments? What are things that are going to prevent you from doing what you want to do? I want to go to the gym. Okay, well, what prevents you from going to the gym? Is there anything that's going to get in the way of that? I want to start walking. Is there any... Um, impediments that are going to stop you from walking. Figuring out the capacity of what you can do is important, but also you're not going to discover that without trying something. And I think that's the best thing is being okay with trying something and being okay with the failure. If you realize that's not something that you can do. I, myself, when I started exercising, I just started by walking. And when I talk about the six week principle, the first six weeks, I just started by walking. And what I did is I started by just taking a lap around my apartment and my apartment lap was about 700 steps. And I took one lap and I was exhausted. Now, mind you, I was, you know, four or 500 pounds at that point. I was uh, in, yeah, five, I started my journey at 534. When I started walking and, and got in through the process of that, I was probably right there at 500. And so I'm exhausted. 700 steps, that's, that's a lot of 700 steps. But I went one lap and I remember at the time I had a Fitbit. And I knew that the goal was seven to 10,000 steps. I went for 10,000 steps, but I knew the goal was relatively between seven and 10,000 steps. So for me, you know, I'm looking at 700 steps. How many times do I need to walk in a day uh, for 10,000 steps? Um, and I did the math on it and I'm um, going to do the math in front of me. That's, oh, I put seven, I put 10,000 steps divided by seven because I, for some reason, all right. Um, that is 14.28, so 700 steps. So that means I knew that I needed to take 14 laps around my apartment in order for me to get the 10,000 steps. Initially, that was really difficult for me. Uh, I remember actually getting looks from people who were in the apartment complex that I was in, uh, seeing me walk. It was almost weird for them to see a 500 pound person walk, but I, I mean, I had to because I had just gotten done with the surgery and Okay, there's probably going to be a separate episode on my story of the surgery. I know I've said it on other podcasts, but the surgery scared the heck out of me. It, I mean, talk about self, I mean, if you ask my wife, I am a self-preservationist, meaning I will take risk, but I won't take risk risk just because I, I'm a self, I don't want to die early. I want to live this life to the best that I can. So the surgery really scared me. It scared me into being passionate about taking care of myself. And here I am four and a half years later, you know, at that point. So I am knowing that I need to take 14 laps around my apartment complex. So I reasoned, okay, I am waking up about 8am and I'm going to bed about 8pm. That's 12 hours. 
So if I've got 14.28, and here's the math side of things, um, you know, divided by 12 hours, I've got to go about one to one and a half laps every hour. And so what did I do to start? I set reminders on my iPhone. And if you're looking to start something as for exercise, you know, I recommend walking. That's easy. Something that most people can do. Uh, if it's not something you can do as far as 700 steps on your first get go, you know, depending on your weight, can you walk up the block? Can you walk up and down your driveway? Can you walk inside your house around the kitchen? Getting up and putting a weight on your feet uh, within, you know, a safe parameter and actually getting your blood flow going, getting your endurance and your stamina going, that's the best thing you can do. And that's probably one of the biggest things I would recommend to start is just walk and see if you're okay with walking. Now, what I've done before and what I've done for countless, countless years is I've always started by going to the gym. I always started by going in the gym and feeling intimidated because I was the big guy going in the gym and everyone was looking at me. Were they looking at me? Probably. Were they probably really looking at me? Maybe one or two, but everyone was in their own space. But I knew in my mind that everybody was looking at me. In my world, everyone was looking at me and I was either embarrassed, I was ashamed, I was uncomfortable and I just didn't want to go. So I went intense. I went crazy for weeks on end. I have pictures and documented pictures of me going crazy for four or five weeks at a time and then getting burned out because five or six days a week for five or six weeks is a lot. And what if something comes up? So I remember one time that I was trying to go five or six weeks in a row, um, my car was acting up. I wasn't able to go. Well, I wasn't comfortable working out at home. I had built, I hadn't built anything around the house or at home or around the block. So, you know, if I wasn't going to the gym, I wasn't working out. And I think that's probably a good kind of tip right there that I would say with my journey is that I started at home. If you're looking at starting an exercise program, start at home, start with something you're comfortable with. That way, if anything happens, you always have your home to start, or you, you always have a central starting point or central starting place, which is the house. Start at the house. Start by walking. Take a, a walk around the block. Can you increase how many steps you can put in? If you've got an iWatch, a, a Fitbit, uh, anything that tracks your steps, see what your daily intake or daily intake, what your daily output of steps are and try to increase it. Don't increase it day by day. Okay, I've got to add 300 steps today. Do it week by week. Do it month by month. Set yourself up in a way that whatever you're going to start doing, you're going to start doing in a way that is consistent and that's something you can do for a long period of time. Can you walk for 15 minutes a day? That's it, 15 minutes a day. If you can, walk for 15 minutes a day and just keep walking for 15 minutes a day until you're used to it and then move forward. Get used to that and then move forward. Get used to that and move forward. My journey of consistency as far as weight loss has everything to do with I was okay with the minimal. And I think just weight loss, exercise, diet, everything, most of the time, we're not okay with the minimal results. We need the big results to actually do something or get involved. Hey, I want to lose 50 pounds in a month with this you know, keto program that this page is focusing on. I want to take these pills. I want to take this detox and lose 14 pounds in 10 days. I want something quick. I want something now. But everything quick and now never worked for me. I just recently found a booklet that I went through as far as diets that I had 
been on prior just so I can get an understanding of where I've come from. And there was not enough lines on the paper to show how many diets I had been on prior. HCG, Atkins, SlimFast, you name it, I was on it and I tried it. I actually remember as a kid taking SlimFast on top of what I regularly ate and thought that SlimFast was some sort of concoction that like burn the fat when I drank it. So yeah, that was a bad, bad attempt. Um, but you know, in regards to the, the small minimal changes, you having a conversation before you even start the exercise program, am I okay with the minimal? And I guess I would speak from, um, you know, being four and a half years later, it was because I was okay with the minimal that I am here today. And then I am consistent here today. And then I've built up that consistency of, you know, finding a garage gym and building something and knowing I have to put something together. It's just because I'm used to working out and it's weird for me not to. So, you know, working out for six weeks, just walking is is the way to go. No other training. Um, that was how my journey started. Uh, I walked for six weeks, 10,000 steps. If I couldn't do 10,000 steps, I tried to get at least 7,000 and 7,000 became a little bit more doable because again, if I am trying to do 7,000 steps, I know that I'm going to be awake for about 12 hours. I know that I only need 583 steps, so I don't have to take a full lap. In fact, if I start, if I start taking a lap or a lap and a half, uh, I know that I've already kind of exceeded the goal of getting to 7,000. So I have strategized from the beginning how to get what I need to get done. And I think that's the biggest thing about the journey is strategizing for the future. We blindly get into these fasts and these diets and these exercise programs, these 12-week transformations, these six-week transformations. We blindly get into accepting coaches and taking accountability from uh, folks when we don't really know them or we don't really have any strategy on who they are and where they came from having a strategy going in is going to be the best way for you to be successful. Um, after my six weeks, um, I don't know if it was exactly at six weeks that I joined a gym, but I remember right after getting used to walking and realizing that walking was something that I was getting, uh, endurance for and stamina, I was able to do a lot more than my first time. That's when I joined the gym, but I didn't step foot near the weights because I mean, the bottom line is, if you're someone that's been in the weights and been in the gym for quite a while, you look you look a certain way. You've you've got a, a built stamina, or you're either thin, or you've dropped some weight if you've been in the, the gym for quite some time. So here I am, probably in the 400s. I'm I'm insecure. I'm not going to stand around people that have been working out for quite a while and expect to hang or or be with them. I'm going to look at weights. I'm going to look at devices and machines and everything in between with an utter bewilderment. So for me, when I joined the gym, it was getting on the treadmill machine, the elliptical, something that I knew how it worked and it stayed in one spot. I wasn't trying to work around the dumbbells and work around the cable machines and put the lever here and the pokey thing here and look at the diagram of how to do the workout and then try to do it. I'm not trying to do all that. I I am trying to set myself up for success by doing something that is consistent over time. And so I just went on the car and that was for six weeks, the cardio machines for six weeks, elliptical, treadmill, stationary bike, something that I knew how to use. Now in that time, again, the strategy side of things is, okay, let me watch. I don't want to be that creepy guy in the gym that just completely stares at people. But if I'm sitting on the same machine for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, I can look around. I can see what other people are doing. Somebody at some point is going to know what they're doing. Somebody at some point is going to be able to do the workout correctly and 
you'll be able to see and watch them. Now, this is, of course, getting away from having a personal trainer, having somebody as a coach or somebody there to actually walk you through that. I recommend that. But some of us can't. Some of us can't afford that. Some of us um, say, go into a gym. We've got the, you know, $10 a month. It's my ability. I know for me, financially, it's like, okay, I just have enough to join a gym. I don't have enough to hire a personal trainer to walk me through all this. So I am just walking into the gym at four or 500 pounds, just on the treadmill, on the machines, just watching. And I remember the actual gym and sadly because of COVID that gym is now shut down and that gym has actually completely gone. Like they were taking out all the machines, taking out everything from there and you can no longer essentially join that gym anymore. So that, that was pretty sad. But with that particular gym set up, the circuit area was right to the right of where I was working out. So when I would do the treadmill, the elliptical, um, all those machines right to the right of it was a circuit and uh, shout out to InShape for your circuits. It was so easy for me to transition from the cardio machines over to the cable machines because of how easy they set it up. They actually had a uh, section just for circuits and they had a clock on the wall. And what would happen is that clock would go for 45 seconds and then it would have a 15 second break and you would switch machines. Um, shout out to anyone that follows the direction of the arrows on the floor. Probably one of the most frustrating things is having someone randomly use machines and then getting into a machine right ahead of you that technically you should have been on after the the ding or after that rotation and you have to wait until they're done. So shout out to those that follow the arrows. <coughs> shout out to um, the, uh, yeah, thanks for, yeah, just thanks. Um, so anyways, I, I went from the cardio machines to the circuit to these cable machines that you see on a regular gym floor, but they are in a controlled safe space. They are in a designated space for you to do a circuit. So you do a machine. It doesn't really have that much weight on it, but it just gets you used to the form and it gets you used to the position, what to do, how to do it. It gets you ready. And again, this is me coming from walking. I'm used to walking cardio machines six weeks in six to eight weeks. I, I don't know how long I was actually on the cardio machines, but it was probably six to eight weeks. It was a good length of time where I was uh, almost building my wall brick by brick of knowledge. Okay. I know how to walk around my apartment. If the gym closes, if my car breaks down, if I can't get to the gym, I can always walk at home. I always have that as a setback. Well, I can move on from that and get to cardio machines. If I'm able to get to the gym, maybe I can put that on a uh, incline and challenge myself. The elliptical is not something I can duplicate at home. So I'm going to do the elliptical. It's going to challenge me a little bit more. Moving from that to the cable machines and actually learning how to use a machine. Uh, oftentimes I went to YouTube. I went to bodybuilding.com. I went to MyFitnessPal to watch how people used machines. And I learned from that. I learned greatly from watching other people. And then now from that, I am now at the cable machines. I'm learning them. I'm understanding them. And then from the cable machines, then I'm actually hitting the weights because while I'm doing all of this, I am learning. I am gravitating towards knowledge. And if you were to ask somebody that's been in their position for quite some time, talking about a job, talking about um, something that they do, something that they're good at, the first day, the first week, the first month that they were doing it, it probably looked foreign. But now that they're years into it, it probably looks very familiar to them or it's not even a second thought. Think about the very first time you um, took a, a drive to work, uh, understanding what streets are where, what shortcuts are where, how long it takes and what directions you need to take. Now, if you were to take that same trip years later, it's almost second nature on how to get there. You don't think too much about it because you're so used to it. 
one of the big tips about the exercise and maybe even the diet portion is you've got to spend a length of time in your beginning, in the journey of going through the, the strategy, going through the understanding, going through the planning, going through the um, A leads to B leads to C of the diet, of the exercise. You've got to spend a portion of time understanding that. So that way, when you get to the point where you're used to working out and you're adjusted to it, it's second nature to do it. For me to go work out in the garage gym, it's second nature because I'm used to it. We can't expect to start the the exercise portion of our journey with it just being second nature. We have to build that second nature over time. And that starts with small steps. That starts with just walking, just cardio machines, just cable machines and building that library of what we know. Bodybuilding.com is fantastic for having a library of workouts. It actually has videos, pictures of showing you how to do it. Your planning strategic phase of wanting to work out and exercise isn't just going to Instagram watching someone work out, but actually do the research of what bodybuilding.com has to provide. This is free information of workouts. Um, and you're watching and reading how they're doing it. Um, there, there's actually an explanation in words and also a visual with audio to it that shows you how to work out those machines. Um, one thing that, you know, if I'm able, if I'm ever able to do this more on a full-time basis and I have the time to actually spend a couple hours in the gym, that's one thing that I would love to do is have a website and the website has a picture of the machine. It has me on the machine and it has the right way, the wrong way to do it. And then it has an explanation going off in detail as far as how to use that machine. What if I was able to videotape every machine that every gym has and the different ways that you could use it? How resourceful that would be, how useful that would be for anyone starting in the gym. Let me watch this. Let me read this. Let me see this on how to work out on this machine. So that way you can just go to the machine that you see. You can watch the video that say I put together and it's a lot easier for you to see that. So building that information, strategically building that that library of things that you know, it, it's going to take time. That's why uh, the minimal or the um, accepting of the minimal, like I said in the beginning of the, uh, the, the podcast, it's essential because you've got to be okay with learning a little thing more today or learning a little bit more today, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more and letting that add up over time. So I, um, I moved on to weights and I was in weights pretty heavily. I had been consistently into weights where I started deadlifting, squatting, adding weights, doing different things, um, getting good muscle definition. And in the, encapsulation of all that, COVID hits, the gym shuts down. My solace, the place where I could go to, to really just alleviate stress and just work out was gone. So then I had to build again now a, a, a knowledge base of how do I work out at home? I can't just you know, walk again. I've, I've come too far with my muscle retention and my muscle building workouts that if I just walk, I'm going to lose my muscle mass. So it's understanding and reading about elastic band workouts, trying to find weights wherever I can on Facebook marketplace and offer up. And really lately they've been like double or triple the price they normally typically are. So I'm not even wasting time with that, but it's building that up and building that library. And you know, where I am today with the garage gym, it's just simply small steps over time that have led to where I am. So I'm hoping that this encourages you to start to start at home, to start small, to start gradual, and to encourage you to build that library of understanding. At some point, 
you're, you're always learning, but at some point you won't have to do so much that you're going to be doing in the beginning. Because again, just like driving to work after the 500th time, it's just second nature. You'll know what to do to get there. So in the same way, eventually as you build your wall of information, your brick by brick wall of information, it's eventually going to be second nature to work out. It's going to be second nature for you to do certain things and to find a way to work out. One thing that I found out about hugely was jump roping. Uh, jump roping is one of the best cardio based workouts. It, it, you burn more calories jump roping than you do running. So can I stay in one place and jump rope in my garage? I sure can. And I've been doing that. And I've noticed that my cardio and my fitness level has increased because of my utilization of jump rope. Are there heavy, heavier jump ropes? There are. I've been using weighted jump ropes now. I've using a handle weighted jump ropes. I've continued to just build that. And that's one thing that I would kind of finish this podcast with is build your library, build your wall of knowledge. And just know that in time, in due time, you will get, it will become second nature and it will become easier, but you've got to go through the hardship initially to get there. So I'm hoping this encourages you. I do want to take just a quick moment and give kind of a motivational minutes. Um, This will be kind of something I always do at the end of a podcast and it'll probably be under a minute, but I just want to encourage you that if you're listening to this and you're trying you're starting the journey, you're you're kind of intimidated or scared. I was there. Um, the overwhelming feeling of darkness and drowning that I felt to start my journey was so overwhelming. But I'm here making this to say that there is a way through, that you can push it, you can achieve your goals, you can achieve the what you think is impossible. It can be possible. You've just got to be consistent and be willing to put in the work every single day. This is me challenging you to put in the work every single day because when you do, you are going to be so happy with how far you've come. You will be so happy with how far you come. I'm hoping this podcast encourages you today and I look forward to talking to you on the next one. Take care.